0: Welcome to Mostly Film, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by my beautiful co-host, JP Payton. Hey, what's up? Not much. I have done nothing this week. I haven't That's played. That's not true. I haven't played Xbox. Oh, no, I'm serious. I haven't played Xbox, and I only watched two movies that weren't required. Now we did have three movies to watch this week for yeah. Thursday's pod. We yep. had to watch uh, Nightmare Alley, not remember for or Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, Donnie Darko. It was a full week. It was a full week. So yeah. I was busy and then honestly I was I went to bed early a couple nights this week. I was wow. tired, got some sleep. What is early for you though? Um eleven thirty. Wow. That's normally late. I'm up to like one thirty two.
1: Nine thirty is early for me, bro. Oh yeah, no, no. So yeah, a kid listen, yet.
0: I FaceTimed you last night and you didn't answer. And it was important I was
1: I think I was in the tail well if it's after what what time was it? It was
0: probably around nine. Okay, so my phone goes to sleep by then and it will normally just silence yeah. it. And because you, you cook a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Abby left me in charge of... Uh, we, were, we were snacking last time to got back from my in-law. She's like, will you um, cut me an apple up? I was like, yeah, okay. sure. I've never cut an apple up in my life, ever. Seriously, never have cut an apple up. So I get this whole apple. I rinse it off like she told me. Yeah. But she didn't give me instructions on how to cut it. So I cut it in half dead from the top to the middle. Okay, like, yes. Right? I was vertically. like, this is like an obvious start, right? Yes. And I see seeds. So I picked the seeds out with the knife, which Abby said I've already done too much I've over or overthought it. Yeah. Do much work. <laughs> so at that point after I'm taking the seeds I was like, you know what? I'm gonna FaceTime somebody. You didn't answer. My second choice? Kyle. Garrett. Oh, okay. So safe bet. Because I figured he's got a kid now. Yeah, he's got a kid. So face was, hey, Apple slices. He answered. He's like, I was like, Hey, you cut apples up? He goes, I don't know, like a couple of times. I was like, Oh, okay, good. So what am I doing? So he started going through, he goes, I think I think you're doing all right. He said maybe you could have just cut the middle out. So yeah. picking the seeds out, but I don't know how to do that. But I'll show you. So this is what they look like at the end. Abby said it was okay from our first attempt. But I was trying to call you because I knew you'd do some cooking to see if um how bad or not bad my your knife work is.
1: I mean it, it's it's a little thick, I it's think. It's a little thick. Um but thinner than I expected. Yeah. Um it's not terrible. I would say it's, that's that's a, like a solid bead. B, B plus. for first time, especially first time. Yeah, especially so since you took the seeds out.
0: Yeah, I did. I took all the seeds out. Yeah, I had to dig it out. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, no, but really, I've been sleeping, and we've had a couple game nights with Ellie and Dawson this yeah. last week, which so I will say that we played Tiny Towns. I won, dominated Tiny yeah. Towns. I'm still undefeated in Tiny Towns. Um, and we played Ticket to Ride, and I that may be my new favorite game up there with Everdale Are like, you
1: a, a a railroad tycoon now?
0: Yeah. Um, and I like to actually sabotage play. Mm. I take all the grace.
1: Well, next time we get together, we will have to play Raccoon Tycoon. <laughs> yes, because it's based around uh, these animals that build railroads. Oh,
0: is it like and, a, uh, is it like Everdell Meets Ticket to Rod?
1: Kind of. You don't. There's not a map or anything, but you have to collect resources okay. like you do in Everdale. But you know, it's. It's pretty simple. You would like it. Um, I just well, love make games sure you watch now. a video before we play. We've
0: actually found this guy. Yes, uh, probably the same guy. And, I don't know. Oh, I thought you said. Well, it felt like a yes. I know who you're no, talking you, about. you have to find the person that makes sense for you, though. Yes, and because I'm just one of those guys. Like, let's just rip the bandaid off and figure it yeah. out as we play.
1: Video tutorials on vid on for board games is a must. And
0: then once you learn it once, you don't have to learn it again. It's exactly. great. So anyway, yes, yeah, so we've been playing some board games. Had some late nights playing games. So obviously, didn't watch or play anything those nights because Ellie and Dawson hangouts out till around midnight and, um, you know, drinking, sleeping, and uh, selling cars. Selling cars. one of the month over here. Yeah. I cranked out twenty last month. Uh, got two out today, first day of the month. Well, today at today, as we're recording Monday, October second, we're clo- the dealerships closed on Sundays, so yeah. today's the first day of the month for us, right? Yeah, two out, only sells when you pump two out. It's great. Uh, and my joke on Facebook went over a lot of people's head. Uh, I quoted Connor for real. Yeah, in my thing, and I said, um, it's a total,
1: totally uh, yeah. relatable reference. I said, there the, the thing
0: about me that's so impressive is how infrequently I mention all my successes, and I had a couple old women. Yeah. older women messaged me saying, uh, that's, that's so great. You're so humble. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's so great. You're willing to share that. And I was like, wow, joke went straight <laughs> over people's heads. So, uh, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, I've been working a lot and, uh, yeah, cranking cars out and watching movies and hanging out. Um, you yeah, know, I came over here and we watched some football yesterday. It's just, it's been, a, it's been a good week, but I feel like I didn't do much, Yeah, but that's okay. It's okay to have those weeks. What about I, you? How was your week? I feel
1: that no, it's it's been about the same. I watched a lot more movies, which we can get into them later. Um, but yeah,
0: you were cranking some movies out this well, week. Some,
1: some of them were shorts, but mm-hmm. um, but I did take an intentional like time to like spend it watching movies, uh, which was much needed. So it was good. Um, yeah, I'm glad.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm glad.
1: Besides that, nothing new for you. Nothing new, but um, tell you what, there are some really good new trailers. I yeah, mean, we should I had dive to edit into it down. I had about five yeah. or six
0: more in the chamber, but I was like, man, these are already some good ones. So let's just jump what? in. And everybody's probably familiar with it, already with this trailer is Argyle because this released like the day after we recorded. Uh, tends to be that way. Um, this is a new Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, blah, 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 blah. John Cena. Samuel L. Jackson, Dua Lipa, and Sam Rockwell. and and, Oh my gosh, Dua Lipa, so, so hot. Uh, I remember Dawson, when Barbie was coming out, he's like, man, Dua Lipa, babe. I was like, man, I don't see it. And I saw Barbie, he's like, yeah, I guess I kind of see it. But then this trailer, I see it, see it. Okay. See it, see it. Uh, But no, this looks really good, and you can definitely tell. uh, Well, let me make sure I'm right. This is the Matt Reeves movie, right?
1: Matthew Vaughn,
0: Matthew Vaughn, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant from the Kingsman guy. Yeah, okay, you can definitely tell this is a Matthew Vaughn film yeah. because it reeks Kingsman. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad thing, no. It's not an insult. However, I do while, like, watching this trailer and seeing the Kingsman movies. I do wonder if he's going to be kind of come samezy because this feels samezy in a way.
1: Maybe. I th- so I think this is a more, e- even more commercial approach to. Mm-hmm. Like a Kingsman style because Kingsman is very successful, but it is kind of niche. Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't have a Do you broad say niche? Fa- niche. Niche is niche. it not niche? Niche niche. I don't know. I've always said niche. It's like an itch. I don't know. Huh. nice You say niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But with Argyle, though, it it feels like it's trying to get a broader audience appeal, mm-hmm. just based off some of the casting and it's the, kinda, the felt- whole plot of it. And that whole scene with Sam Rockwell
0: on the train felt like Bullet Train. Yeah, it felt was like great. I was watching a bit of Bullet Train. Did
1: he, did he even have a bucket hat? No. No. Oh. I had a bucket hat. At least
0: I don't think so. He had a bucket no, hat. No, he didn't. He just perfect. had the long hair. But uh, no, Argyle looks great. Uh, looks like we're going to get one of those weird split films where it's like half in the book, fictionalized, like the characters in the book, then also half in reality. Yeah. So, or is it all real?
1: Yeah, so if you haven't seen the trailer, um, it basically... Uh, oh, yeah, focus we give around, a synopsis around... Yeah, basically <laughs> focus around uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's character is an author of this uh, spy thrillers book series. Um, and the mom, her mom is played by Catherine O'Hara, which I think will be uh, oh, yeah. a great addition. Um, but uh, she meets uh, someone on this train, played by Sam Rockwell, who's a fan of the books. Mm-hmm. And he is, while he's talking with her, he's attacked. Um, comes to find out he's a spy. Um, he escapes with. Well, he's not attacked. They're he, trying he's to attack, attack her. I thought he was trying to attack. No, because remember
0: the uh, what's his name said we need her to finish. Uh, Brian Cranston's said we need her to finish the next chapter. Yeah, I thought they were sent to get her, and he was protecting her. Nah,
1: I don't know. I thought he was attacking him, but because uh, she but came, he came up behind is, her. I think they
0: were trying to attack okay. her. This is, is, is gonna right. be a whole sharper two okay. one
1: of us are wrong. <laughs> I'll be I'll be fine to be wrong on this one, but I think uh, so. Yes, w- what you said though he ends up running, uh, he, uh, takes, uh, Bryce, um, and they basically find out that whatever she writes comes to real life. It's yep. all this, this secret world. Um, and they go onto this whole path of trying to finish this book. And, um, yeah, it looks like, like bedtime, really interesting. Adam Sandler on steroids. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. That's so, a good
0: call. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for this film. And, uh, Sam Rockwell I'm interested to see him in like an action role like this. It's going to think it's a kind of a weird role for him, but it looks like he's going to own it and I'm excited for it. Sam Rockwell always exceeds anything he's in so I'm, I'm pretty excited about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, Sam Rockwell um is giving off a really good uh, Owen Wilson like Stoner California yep. feel so um Yep, I'm look all, I'm, forward all
0: to... I'm all here for this. Actually, actually it's kind of Brad Pitty from Bullet Train. The long yeah. hair, shaggy, laid back kind of thing. Yeah. Kind
1: of someone with the bobs.
0: Um the next trailer is Leave the World Behind. This is a new uh Marshalla Ali, Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts film. Mm-hmm. Uh and I see you probably have the description over there. It yeah. feels apocalyptic in a way. Uh I said it kind of gives me white noise but more intense vibes.
1: Yeah, so Letterbox has got the description for this. It's a family vacation on Long Island is Interrupted by two strangers bearing news of a mysterious blackout, as the threat grows more imminent, both families must decide how best to survive the potential crisis. All while grappling with their own place in this collapsing world. Um, you said this kind of has like a white noise vibe. Like, what, what, what exactly do you think? Like, kind of did that for you. It's because- like this
0: semi unseen terror that's happening. Yeah. But at times it shows itself. And I think of like the one of the weird middle acts that's the longest well, act in White Noise where everybody's rushing to those.
1: But what was the uh the movie that came out this year M. Night Shamalam?
0: Knock at the Cabin in yeah. the Woods. Or just knock at, knock the, at cabin. the Cabin. Yeah. Have you seen uh, that
1: yet? I, no, I hadn't. But that but that was kind of more than no, I, 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 I got a vibe too.
0: for. But the thing with knock at the cabin, and you know, you'll watch when you see it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess I
0: say that because this feels like there's a twist. That yeah, otherwise I agree. Um, and I, especially from someone who hasn't seen Knock at the Cabin, I can definitely see yeah. why you would think that. Yeah. I guess I just have the hindsight of knowing how that ends. It's like, no. That's most M night movies. Yeah, M. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's that's dead on. Uh but no, this this is definitely a me movie and you know, we'll we'll talk about this in a minute. Uh this is a Netflix film. Uh, Netflix is really stepping it up. This has got a great cast. Uh who's the director?
1: Anybody? Uh Sam Ismal. Um he directed most recently, I think. Uh, he directed Comet.
0: I don't know Comet. I don't either. Because so he's fairly new. No, nah, he he's directed a stuff? few,
1: but nothing super. Mm. Um, yeah, well, he's this produced looks, a bunch of. This other looks stuff.
0: super good. It's kind of kind of like White Noise, Bird Box, like all this unseen yeah. terror that also manifests itself and takes some different forms. And I don't know. It, I like apocalyptic anything. This is definitely apocalyptic. Um So yeah, I'm all here for this, and the cast all look like, oh, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon's in a cowboy hat, yeah, a cowboy hat, and Ethan Hawke, yeah, all all of it's just a great cast. It looks super intense. I'm excited to be able to see this uh, on Netflix, but I'll try to see it in theaters. It's going to have a limited release run, Uh, so if it plays around here, cool.
1: He, uh, so the director Sam, he's best uh, best known for uh, the being the creator of television show Mr. Robot oh shoot um, so, I've never
0: finished it but I really like the first three seasons yeah a lot so. of his
1: other work though it, it Letterboxd has a, uh, a description that it just mainly focuses a lot on themes of annihilation um, alienation technology in American society so that kind of feels like this whole movie in a nutshell it's a white so white noise <laughs> yep. yeah actually yeah so
0: yeah no uh, the world you leave behind or the the leave the world behind looks fantastic there's another movie coming out we reviewed not too long of Benedict Cumberbatch called like the world you leave or something like that. We reviewed it like last week. It was on our trailers. I deleted this morning, but regardless, very similar title, but different thing. Next trailer. Um, uh, this is, there's been a lot of still shots that are viral of Elijah wood from this one, uh, is the toxic Avenger. And this trailer is 1000% my jam. This is weird. This is like comic book over the top. It reminds me of that rain Wilson film. Uh, oh my gosh, I can see him. He's in like a red leather, jumpsuit with a wrench oh my gosh i have no
1: idea S-
0: shoot i'll come back to it in a minute but anyway the talk to- I'll, because i'll look it up the
1: toxic avenger I thought you're talking about recyclops or something no
0: <laughs> yeah is a peter dinklage elijah wood maya hawk um film coming out and it's basically a parody well it's actually got some pretty famous source material yeah uh, um
1: toxic avengers oh. was first released in um 1984 um, by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz. Uh, it's an 82 minute film. Uh, Litterbox, It is a 3.3. Very much a cult classic. Uh, a lot of there was a like a a big shock um, to the reaction of this actually being made. Uh, I think it kind of flew under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see, you know, Peter Super. Dinklage. Oh, Super. Super, yeah. 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 Who directed that? James Gunn. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah,
0: Super is what it reminds me of a little
1: bit. Which is totally ironic because Toxic Avenger, the whole premise, uh, the style in the trailer, it feels like a James Gunn movie. Yes, I agree. Um, And I don't know if he is, I don't know who's producing on this. Um, See, do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I do. Oh, Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz, the original... Uh, directors of Tox Venture oh, well, are producers I mean, for this. That's always a great sign-off yeah.
0: if you get the original people to sign off on it a second time. So uh,
1: I see nobody else that I just recognize off the bat. Um, but uh, Megan Blair, though, directed uh, I Don't Feel at Home at This World Anymore. Yeah, um, Has uh, Elijah Wood in it and, uh, shoot, what's her name from Yellow Jackets?
0: Yeah, uh, Melanie, Melanie Linsky. Linsky. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is a great film. So, actually, anyways, actually, you don't like? I don't her? think I. No, no, no. I love Melanie Linsky I said that's a great film. I don't think I liked that film. I think yeah. I gave it two and a half stars. Thinking back to it, I don't. I don't think I enjoyed that movie actually. But um, can confirm anyway. you
1: gave it two and a half.
0: Yeah. See, look at that. I can pull <laughs> randomly pull things like that out. Yeah. Uh, but no, this movie. There's not much to the trailer besides a bunch of like over the top, like adult swim kind of like news anchor broadcasts that are going oh, yeah. on like narrating what's looks happening like about the toxic avenger yeah.
1: it looks like something out of uh tim and air yes 100% Josh, you know. which is a
0: which is totally fine with me this is this <laughs> screams what's... me and then you add that into addition to the sphoto- like principal photography sph- stills we've gotten already off of this sign me all the way up for the toxic avenger and like the dude getting his jaw blown off in the trailer straight. they show that in the trailer oh I'll, I'll yeah. this is gonna be a, just a comedic gore fest and I I can't wait can't wait. Uh, but out of everything we have here, this next one is my most anticipated, and it is Todd Haynes' new film, uh, May, December, uh, starring... Um, not Julianne Huff, Uh Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I was thinking Julianne <laughs> Huff. Uh So this this film follows Natalie Portman, who's an actress, and she's doing like this case study on Julianne Moore, who, as an older woman, was fell, fell in love with a seventh-grade boy and they developed a budding romance and she's, they're making a movie based on their taboo exploits, yeah. basically. So Natalie Portman is Natalie Portman as an actress is doing like this method acting, kind of getting to know her and imitating her and, uh, lines are blurred and things get weird and uncomfortable in the trailer. And definitely based on all like the, you know, when he has a trailer and it's been previewed already, cause this has already made all the like Tiff Sundances, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. It's been all the award circuit, uh, like film festivals. And, um, Apparently, it's super, 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 super weird. Yeah. Uh, This gives me some Natalie Portman Black Swan vibes a little bit. So, especially towards the end, can't wait. Uh, Can't wait. This is also 100% a Jonathan movie. And I am salivating at seeing this. And shockingly, because this looks like Oscar bait a little bit too. Like, sure. Actress, supporting actress, maybe. It's not, it's probably too weird to win Best Picture. But um, I don't know. This is a stacked year, though. I don't know between
1: Oppenheimer and killers of a flower. I think Todd Haynes is coming for uh, is, is is like coming with a vengeance. He's coming for his flowers. um, Considering kind of getting snubbed for tar. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I forgot Todd Haynes did tar. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Todd Haynes. um, Dang. What? Yeah. He also did Safe. You watch Safe. I liked Safe. I didn't love um, Safe, but I liked Safe. But Todd I mean, Field
0: did Tar. I was like, no, Todd Haynes did not do Tar. What? Todd Field. I was gonna say. Yes, I was like, I I'm am sorry. Messed up in my head. I missed that somewhere. Uh, yeah. No, Todd Haynes though did Far From Heaven. Uh, yes. And one more, because I really want to do a watch through of all of his stuff eventually. Uh, That's why,
1: because we talked about doing. Yeah, avoid, we, we avoid talked about doing that.
0: season, yeah. Todd Haynes. There we go. Yeah, he did Carol. Yeah, uh, Dark Waters. I'm not there. Far from Heaven. Velvet Underground. Safe. Yeah, he's got quite a few acclaimed films out there. But yeah, May December. Can't wait. Cannot freaking wait. Uh, sign me all the way up. And this is also going to Netflix. It'll have a, th- a broader theater run. December first. Than- so is that th- is that Benson the award cutoff? Or no, is that December like, I
1: think it's in the I thought it beginning of the year.
0: I thought it had to release a certain time before. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Okay. So it just has to release in calendar year 2022 or 2023? Possibly.
1: Um, for I we should was know. People off. that do a movie podcast should know these types of things, but you don't come here for that type of stuff. No. Uh, yeah, May December, it looks absolutely bonkers. Uh, this kind of reminds me of Persona, which I've mentioned recently, mm-hmm. um, like a nineteen. 19- I can't remember for sixty whatever. Oh yeah, a couple weeks.
0: Um. Oh yeah, it's uh December
1: thirty first. Is the cutoff for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, but Persona is based around uh an actress that you know is sent to an insane asylum, basically, and befriends a nurse, and they build a relationship, and basically.
0: The cutoff there. date for submission is November 18th. You have to submit your film to be nominated gotcha. by November 18th. And the, it is the list is cut by December 18th. Gotcha. So. Uh, but yeah, May saying. December looks absolutely bonkers. Can't wait yeah, for it. Me either. Sign me all the way up. Uh, what I thought what I was gonna be more hype on just based on who was in the tri- movie mm-hmm. that I'm not. S sold on now after watching the trailer is Fingernails this is a new Apple Plus movie starring Jesse Buckley it's a romance I didn't expect it Jesse Buckley man she's always in some weird stuff and Jeremy Allen White is on a high Riz Ahmed is in some like I think of like Sound of Metal which have you ever see that one
1: I never did oh bro it looks too sad some, for me oh
0: no sound of metal is awesome man it looks too sad watching you should watch that and whiplash back to back be a great time
1: yeah i'm sure i would but Um, it looks very sad but yeah so
0: you i mean you (laughs) gotta and and it's funny because it says like academy award nominee Mm -hmm. uh jesse buckley academy award winner riz ahmed and academy award uh, golden globe nominee uh jeremy Jeremy White. white and then and luke wilson is just (laughs) it was great uh but it's got it's got a really good cast a lot of young bloods a lot of young talent in there uh kind of like the future of hollywood in a lot of ways uh but it's about like this um weird and luke wilson and luke wilson yeah (laughs) uh which his best movie is idiocracy and the second vacancy great it's great anyway um about this like new cutting edge technology of how you can like determine if you're in love or not and it's like this new way to you know they uh pay to find out your of your match
1: yeah you have to take your fingernails uh, to do the testing and so, the name
0: yeah it's weird that, and that's why I was kind of in on this because it gave me a little bit at the beginning I thought it was going to be one of those trailers that starts off rom-com and then slowly turns darker and darker as the trailer goes but it yeah. became more lovey-dovey as the trailer went on and I was kind of bummed about it it looks way more earnest than I expected same Um, um I will watch it though because it's got enough people in it I like plus yeah. but yeah it kind of gave me Severance Lumen vibes at one point point. I was like oh yeah I'm in. And then by the end, I was like, ah, I'm a little more out now. Uh, I will this feel like a solid three and a half star film for me. Um, which is unfortunate because I thought this was going to be a little more on the weird side, but you know, for somebody fingernails will be a great time. Abby will probably like fingernails.
1: Uh, Buckley looks like she's going to, um, I mean, steal the, like, steal the spotlight in a a lot of ways. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing a Love struck uh, Jeremy Allen. Yeah, yeah.
0: Listen, Jesse Buckley's do was stealing the spotlight. Yeah, in men, the Burt men, they're you know, rejuvenating She's had it rough, scene. man. That was that was she's enough. had it rough. Um, then that brings us to our last trailer, and that is Silent Night, John woo's new directoral debut, with the also the executive producer from the original John Wick, uh, starring Joel kinnaman Uh, yo, this film looks pretty all right now this is coming off the heels of violent night coming off last year starring david harbour did you see that
1: there's no relation to to the two no
0: no, no just oh, okay. violent night silent night back to back yeah yeah just a christmas thriller yeah. slasher you know we don't we feel like we we didn't get a lot of those for a long time well last time we had silent night bloody night too which was terrible about uh, the animatronic santa claus that went on our rampage Was awful which you can go back and we were recording at that point you can go back and listen to that let me review that I think mm-hmm. um anyway Silent Night looks pretty good um I, I'm here for any weird offbeat Christmas films uh especially John Woo who did Face Off and um what was the other one I mentioned there's the biggest one I'm missing
1: uh, I did Mission Impossible Mission Impossible 2, 2 Face Off um The Killer and Hard Target yes so you know and then
0: a ton of famous Japanese or Chinese Japanese movies um this movie has no dialogue. Uh Joel Kinnaman's son gets killed in a drop by shooting, and in the process, Joel Kinnaman gets shot as well. It looks like he loses his vocal cords somehow. Uh, and he goes on this manhunt to kill all the people who kill his kid, basically taking down some internal gang war mafia thing, and Kid Cuddy is one of the lead detectives in the whole thing. And it looks like he's gonna have to choose a I mean it looks like a very predictable generic film. Yeah. But also it the fact that John Woo signed up on it i'm i i think this will be pretty good solid three and a half three three and a half star film that i'm gonna be like is it a great film no but did i have fun yes yeah
1: i i totally agree with the reaction to it i will not be surprised if this completely just slides under my radar and i end up not watching it even though if if i were to sit down and watch this movie i would enjoy it mm-hmm. um i think uh i think it will be good because uh Kittleman can be like Hit or miss in his movies, mm-hmm. but you,
0: you haven't watched Sympathy for the Devil with him in Cage yet, have you?
1: No, I didn't. Okay, yeah, and uh, so I think it'll, I think it's funny though that Kittleman's in it. He, he actually looks like someone that has been in a lot of other uh John Wall movies, uh, John Claude Van Damme, yes, uh, just like especially like the style. I don't know if they just there's a lot of resemblances, and uh, I can see, I can see the draw, um, and I think Kittleman just far as action is uh he's some of the best yeah i think
0: so too especially he was in that um netflix uh netflix show alter carbon yeah Did you see that one yes first season was great second season with not uh, so great anthony mackie was not as good but still all right but joel kenneman carried that first season it was kind of a sad
1: sequel. why why does mackie get the short end of the stick he really does it really does. Saying? And
0: like, I wouldn't want to have wanted to step into Captain America's shoes, no. but he did. Uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of our trailer roundup. But I did, I, did you answer, did you watch violent night? No, you gotta watch that this year. Okay. It's, it's really good. Um, that brings us to what we've been watching. Um, no, that's the trailer roundup. No, I said, that's the end of our trailer. It oh, brings roundup. us to, it brings us to, okay, brings us to what we've been watching. I only watched two movies. No, I'm not caught up on Ahsoka. So, um, I mean, finale that's is tomorrow. I, Oh, okay. Well, then I haven't seen the one before that. Yeah. So I'm one episode behind still. Oh, uh, okay. So that's why I can't talk about it. Okay. The last one I saw was with Ezra and Thrawn. Okay. And there's been one since then.
1: Yes. I haven't seen that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Not not a lot happened.
0: Okay. yes, what I've heard. Yeah. So, um... Anyway, uh, you have you watched the a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, so you you watched the Ronald Dahl shorts. Let's start with us. Yeah, let's hit the Wes Anderson. You didn't watch any of these, any of them. Did you watch
1: the poison though? Because I I did, I watched it while I was waiting for you to get here tonight. Oh, yeah, did you?
0: You didn't log it, I did too. No, you didn't at least not when I was on my way over here. Yeah,
1: no, I probably didn't. Is it on there now? Yeah, I'm gonna go look right now. You go ahead and start though. Uh, Um, so yeah, I watched, uh, um. Wes Anderson's most recent adaptations of uh, Ronald Dahl's uh, short stories. Um, I I don't know a whole lot of backstory on these stories. All I know is Ronald Dahl is a very acclaimed writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And each one of these short stories, uh, Wes Anderson is taking um, a small cast, basically, and putting them to 20 to 15 minute little shorts. Um, Most notably, uh, starring Ralph Fiennes, been at Cumberbatch, Deb Patel, um, I think Rupert Friend, mm-hmm. and there might some, might be someone else I'm missing, but...
0: And Ronald Dahl is famous for, like, Charlie, or uh, Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory, yeah. Matilda, the Big Friendly Giant, the Witches, James the Giant Peach, Fantastic Mr. Fox, like...
1: Yes, and these short stories are beloved. Uh, there's probably a bigger collection of these um, that you could read somewhere, but I love, um, so, the, the most, like, striking thing with all of these, um, is... Each, each one of them is very much uh, feels like you're watching a production at like a local um, like house or theater. Yeah. Um, and see, I don't know if I like that. Yeah. I, I don't know if you would like these at all. Um, I really enjoyed them but also recognize you know there was there's just some limitations to what you're trying to do um, because I think Wes Anderson is really trying to be true to, um, to the stories because I mean not really a spoiler, but like a lot of it is, is like, you really spoil these. No, I mean, they don't seem spoilery. No, because I mean, they, they are, it's like being read a bedtime story type of thing and it's being reenacted. Yeah. Um, and so I'll start out with the wonderful story of Henry sugar. Um, this one, uh, starred, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, this was getting a whole lot of praise. Um, it was probably... The first the, one. This, yeah, it was the first one. one. It was announced. Cause,
0: yeah, because that when everybody talks about the new Ronald doll, like I've seen it on the discourse on Twitter or Letterboxd, yeah. Facebook, is, oh, I've loved the wonderful story of Henry Sugar Shorts. Yeah. But that's not... I mean, yes and no. Yeah. From what I understand, but I'm not Well, and to, to be fair,
1: this one was the first one that was announced. It was the first one that was released. This and, one is and the longest. Had a lot of
0: Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Because that's a kind of a huge... He's probably the biggest... Well, Tom no. Hanks, it just feels like like, and we've discussed this in previous weeks. Benedict Cumberbatch feels to me like a weird choice to have, in
1: he, yeah, but he's 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 really good Wes about Anderson world. Yeah, he's he's really good about finding these actors that um, eclectic. Yeah, uh, a lot of it's he kind of has like a trope or not a trope a uh, what what is it called uh, a troop or yeah, like a Monty Python troop. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, it's like he he grafts in these different actors um, into all that, and so a lot of them will become recurring. But Ralph Fiennes um, is is probably we talked about it uh, a while back. As far as like him being a muse, he, he is he shines in this whole series. But I was saying, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is the longest. It's forty minutes, um, and it basically just follows uh, the life of this. Um, this very rich man who really has no purpose in life uh, stumbles on a book uh, that recounts a doctor's story a doctor's story of um, him basically meeting a man who um, claims that he can see without using his eyes and basically discovering that he can uses his outward outward uh senses to you know see and uh Henry Sugar uh sees the benefit in this folk like finds out how he can do this um basically acquires the ability and finds out he can you know read cards uh to win like bets. 21 yeah like 21 and uh decides he can do this, and he basically visualizes the cards. Uh, once he, now you see me is that way too? Yeah, kind of. Um, but he ac- he actually <laughs> can he can actually see the stuff. Uh, he can see the cards. Um, is that the moon? It is the moon, super bright. Um, what he doesn't realize that he can see, he he f- after he's made these big winnings, um, he he feels this pain and realizes uh, he can see inside his body and sees that he has a blood clot, and he's decided that he has. Um, just a little bit longer till he can live, and decides I'm going to make the most out of my life, and um, I'm going to Henry Shooker can see in his body. Yes, how he has the ability to to see without his eyes. He's blonde, basically. Hmm. Cool.
0: Um, well, here's my question. Yeah. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch. We've talked about this previously. How did he do though? Does he fit the Wes Anderson mold or is he kind of out of place?
1: I think he does better in a later movie. Okay. Um, The Poison or Poison. Um, but wonderful the Henry Sugar is great. Um, it's a little bit longer than I wanted out of the other ones. Um, and if I'm being honest, um, who else was in it? Um Ralph Fiennes and Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley oh, plays I forgot. we
0: didn't mention him the yeah, first ben time. Ben Kingsley yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: plays the man who can see without his eyes originally. Like he's the one that this doctor's report does this study on and uh who prompts Henry Sugar to find out how to do this. Um it spends a lot more time on him than you realize, and it, it's just kind of it kind of steers the story away, but it's fine. Um, I gave that one I think three and a half or I gave it three stars. Uh the next one was Swan though. So with Tangerine Sugar, were you kind of let down? I was I was let down. Three stars and honestly low
0: because you're 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 bigger on Wes Anderson than even I yeah. am. So uh, that seems low it for was, you.
1: It was very story he- like very um monologue heavy. Um which if you're not expecting it to be a full recitement of a, a book, then yeah, yeah it's, it's fine. Uh, the Swan was the next one I watched though. Um, it's, I think the shortest, but it's based off, uh, uh, the story of a boy, uh, who's attacked by bullies and they make him kill a Swan. That's and sad. yeah. And they continue to bully him, uh, to the point of almost killing him. And, uh, I think you should watch this one because it's real short. It is like seventeen minutes. Yeah, seventeen minutes. Um, And yeah, it's great. Uh, I gave that one three and a half. The Rat Catcher was okay. Ralph Fiennes is like I've seen all the viral Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes like shines in this one. It's great. Um, But you only gave it three stars. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I didn't follow it completely. Uh, the main narrator who i wasn't super familiar with um richard Aote. yeah is okay um rupert friend though i'm going to have to see some other other stuff of his i know he's probably been in a lot of things that i never like fully noticed but um he was he starred in the swan um which i think ended up being really my favorite he um he absolutely kills it um the way that that whole Short kind of moves, um, do really fast pace. I was watching it thinking um Wes Anderson really needs that to one's do seventeen
0: minutes too. It's short yeah,
1: too. Yeah, the Swan. Uh, But I was watching the Swan thinking Wes Anderson really needs to do a thriller. Um, it would be interesting. I think the closest thing I've probably had that we've had is like Bottle Rocket, which is one of I've his never first seen, ones. Seen you Bottle gotta Rocket. see it. Um, but. Which led me to watch Poison, uh, which is honestly the closest thing to a thriller I've seen from Wes Anderson where um, it's the story of basically this British Army uh, person in India who uh, wakes up to find a snake in his bed who's very poisonous. Um, Dave Patel plays like some kind of lower subordinate who stumbles on him and has to get this doctor. He comes in to re- like report something to you him. Said he comes on him. Stumbles on on him. Oh, you said stumbles, stumbles upon him I with a snake comes on him. I did not say that. Um, and then uh, <laughs> he has to get Ben Kingsley, who's his doctor, to try to help him. And uh, you have to watch that one too. I think that one really the poison, and I've seen it. Yeah, <laughs> seems like that's the favorite. Yeah. Now, poison that came out, I think, Sunday yesterday um yeah. it was it was it was great so out of all of those
0: poison, see- I, I will watch these all because yeah I, I like wes anderson but i don't love wes anderson yeah uh but i would definitely be more on board with a thriller wes anderson i think that would be a super neat
1: it would be thing. interesting um I'd definitely like watch the
0: to toby Maguire. toby Maguire seems like a weird person he hasn't collected or andrew garfield some weird people he hasn't collected to his wes anderson toy box I think either of the spider Man of those two would be a great fit for the role of Wes Anderson. Yeah. Uh, Or Vince Vaughn.
1: Yeah. I don't know about Vince Vaughn. (laughs) That'd be a stretch. I think Vince Vaughn can kind of plug and play anywhere. You got to put him and uh, Owen Wilson on screen together. Oh, gosh. That'd be great. Love it. Uh, So, yeah, that was the Wes Anderson stuff. Uh, Next movie I watched, though, uh, was Theater Camp. So, if you remember, we discussed this... We assessed it in a trailer roundup,
0: and, yeah, and then watched you watched it.
1: it. Was that last week or the week before last? It's been within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's of the
0: last couple yeah. two
1: Tuesday pods. Yeah. Um,
0: and I gave it three stars. I was teetering towards three and a half, not a two and a half. Yeah. So I was between three, three
1: and a half, and you hit this at a three and a half. Yeah. So we're close. I honestly, I think I liked this more than I expected, mainly because of what you had shared. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, I did say I under- I'm not the target audience yeah, for this film. I, I understand. I understood. I went into it understanding your point of view of it. um I knew I was going to have my point of view, and yeah, I kind of. I think that kind of also helped me um put that in perspective and not just overreact to anything. That mm-hmm. yeah, I just kind of had everything. The main point though of this whole my whole watching this, Molly Gordon is freaking amazing. Oh, amazing.
0: Yeah. Like she, did she kind of remind you of Emma Stone and Rachel Sano had a baby and it's Molly Gordon? That's all I could see.
1: Emma Stone
0: and Rachel Sano yeah. had a baby, you get Molly Gordon. I guess so. I could kind of see that. And she acts her expressions yeah. are like Emma Stone. Yeah. But her voice and looks more favorable, Rachel Sonneau. Okay. It's very strange to me, but all I could see was those two meshed into one person. Yeah. I, I can't stand Ben Platt, though. Me neither. Ben Platt's the worst.
1: I. And, and I will say, you know, however you feel about this stuff is, is one thing. Um, Glenn. 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 The, the, the theater the, hand? The, yes. Who goes full who drag goes at full the Full drag? Yeah. Um, I've drag, seen drag's not my thing. Like, no, um, either. but the twist—I mean, like I it had me hooked. I was yeah, like, dang. You mean, he
0: ended up being the savior in the store yeah, and playing. I was like, what dang, was her all name? right, yeah. No, the best part about that film was the very end where they're like, where Jimmy <laughs> Tatro, <this> Jimmy <laughs> Ch- Jimmy Tatro. I was calling him well, Dawson he, to tell him we were slandering Ben Platt. <laughs> he would drive up here right now. Uh, he's a Ben. They went and saw Dear Evan Hansen. Like they're all. There have been plat fanatics. Uh yeah, no, when they when they do the live feed of his his mom, mom who's in <laughs> a coma. And she wakes up, claps like, Yeah, like, wait, that's not my mom. It's <laughs> like, oh shoot. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Jimmy, uh Jimmy Tatro's character, I would have liked more of them.
0: I think. I did. That's what I say. I liked his character, but it was nothing that you didn't expect any like you knew exactly So yeah, you've seen it now. Do you agree that it's there was like no story beats that shocked me? Like I, one hundred percent, especially with Jimmy Tatro's character. Yeah, you the moment he came on screen, you knew exactly what his trajectory and how yeah. it was going to go. Yeah, so,
1: I, I think the the plot twist was meant to be the the Glenn character, mm-hmm. like that whole, you know, him coming was, out. That, that drag- was pretty
0: obvious from the beginning too. He's the weird socialite that Jimmy Tatro attaches onto within the first twenty minutes of yeah. being at the camp. So I knew he was going to have a bigger part.
1: I will say my biggest like critique of like the whole theme of the movie I think would have been there's one character in this who um who like in this the conclusion of the movie is like I'm a heterosexual straight male like and that's okay. Who Jimmy? Uh not Jimmy the, the kid oh, the guy. yeah the kid yeah. that's in the
0: play. Um I was like I thought you meant the guy who was randomly <laughs> Airbnb in no, it from Jimmy yeah. Tatra.
1: Tim uh no i like the whole idea of like the whole theater scene whatever it, it it's so much like it, it there's the the stigma that you can only be gay gay so like have this that whole what do you mean it's a straight
0: play what about a gay play <laughs> I, <got it. laughs> that was I, great. I did too that was one of the funniest parts and what do you think of ao i that thought
1: was she was super I was...
0: underutilized i would i think the movie would have benefited from a little bit more of her yeah but as a whole she was a nice little support just not even really a supporting role, but I I, I liked her character. In that, yeah, so.
1: I think it was. Uh, I I think it didn't help. It doesn't help that Ao's like super successful now. I think if if yeah, it was like, earlier on when this yeah, movie was probably made,
0: and the bear, yeah. and something else coming out too now. So she's on she's on a hop But yeah, theater count I mean, we're both pretty close on that. Yeah, I I will probably never watch it again.
1: No, I don't have to either. Um, um,
0: no, like Elyan Dawson's like four and a
1: half and five stars for them. They loved it. It's like <laughs> one of their new favorite films. But like for me, it's all right. I can see for a younger generation why it is really good. And I thought the kid performances, honestly, I think you had pointed out, like, are some of the better Mm -hmm, of the whole movie. Um, Next and last movie that I watched was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I was gonna watch this. I never got around to it. Gotta watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I started out, I was like, oh, this is just gonna be super like, saturated, overly animated, like, put some boots, like, Type kind of thing. Puss in Boots was awesome. It's better than Puss in Boots. Oh, well, I can't wait. Yeah, uh, you're gonna love it. Did you see the newest Spider Verse movie yet? No, I hadn't, oh, I hadn't even seen now. that. I know, Um but just to, to to stay on Mutant Mayhem, I think what made it so successful um was. I, I sometimes I think I think you'd be cringe when a movie tries to act like it's in like the real world. Like, there's a lot of references to like, um adele or beyonce or um like even like weird tiktok trends or something like that like it it feels yeah it feels like it's happening in real life but um but yeah there's a lot of that but i think it was really successful um and then my only hang up was um the um shoot the voice actors the kids um some of them didn't always make a ton of sense. I heard Paul Rudd of Superfly was great. Uh, uh, Rocksteady or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think it was um, Ice Ice Cube. Yes, um, he played was Superfly. Main. No, uh, Paul Rudd played Superfly. No, he did not. Okay, you're right. Who yeah. did Paul Rudd play? He played uh, Norm. He plays a he's pl- he plays a gecko gecko yeah right. that it's yes. like weird it's, he's just like super normal um, and, and then there's a uh, Post Malone character as well they always sings super weird but yeah watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah I'm going to I can't wait to see it either. So yeah, that's, that's what I watched. I meant to watch
0: that this week. and never got around to it. And the new mission impossible movie is on look movie now too. I need to give that a go. Okay. As well. Um, I watched two movies. Um, and one of them had me singing a song for days out loud in the middle of the showroom at the dealership. the show. Cry little sister. Cry, 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 cry. Cry. You know that song? No, I don't think I do. That's a banger. Listen, I watched The Lost Boys for the first time since middle school, and I watched it at one of my buddy's houses. Um, thanks for fixing that. I really, That's fine. Really it's, messed it up, I just, and I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to get it right back. Uh, a <laughs> little side note JP was editing our notes, show notes, and I, because I messed it up earlier. Um, but anyway, no, The Lost Boys, bro. Like, I've watched this in middle school at one of my buddy's houses, and it's the last time I've seen it. What a freaking banger, man. I've rated it, it four and a half stars. It's directed by. Joel Shoemaker which everybody knows Joel Shoemaker you know he did Batman and Robin, Batman Forever uh, the number 23 phone booth Phantom of the Opera, A Time to Kill I mean uh, 8mm Nicolas Cage, Flatliners I mean Trespass, Tigerland he's done a ton of stuff Um, but The Lost Boys man it's a 1987 film and I'll read the synopsis sleep all day party all night never grow old never die it's fun to be a vampire okay <laughs> uh, mother and her two teenage sons move to a seemingly nice and quiet coastal California town to yet to def- yet soon find out that it's overrun by bike gangs and vampires a couple of teenage friends take it upon themselves to hunt down the vampires that, sus- that they suspect of a few mysterious murders and restore peace to- and calm to their town um, so
1: I always thought this was a Keith Kiefer Sutherland led film. Mm-hmm. Did you? I mean, I know he's always featured in like the posters and what I remember of the trailer. Yeah. I haven't seen this one, so you must yeah. watch.
0: I think you should watch it on one of your own times. Uh, so Jason Patrick is
1: actually the lead. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this guy. He's not the, one of the. Vamp- he's not one of the vampires. No. Though. He
0: well. He becomes a
1: vampire. Yeah. But yes. Keith Sutherland's or, or like the main the vampire. The main vampire, yes.
0: Yeah. And then
1: I like, went down a rabbit hole
0: on Corey Haim, who died last year. Oh. Child actor. Yeah. Best friends of Corey Feldman was raped a lot as a kid by actors. And a big one that apparently raped him on set as a child was Charlie Sheen. Over and over again. Oh, um, Jesus. Yeah, it's a tragic story. Yeah, this movie leads to a lot of weird rabbit holes if you get to looking at stuff. Yeah. Very strange. But anyway. For the movie itself, the Lost Bros or Lost Pros, the Lost Boys is phenomenal. We all now, lost Bro, after I did go after I watched it, I was floored. I almost gave it five stars. I'm not so sure. I might not watch it again and give it five stars. I it feels really, like it would
1: be really dated.
0: You would think so. Yeah. Now I did ask, and we'll talk about this because uh, I'll bring it up when we talk about <laughs> our on our Thursday plot about Nightmare on Elm Street. I because I try to watch movies objectively. Like his yeah. old movies aren't a lot of old movies that are made in the 70s, 80s aren't scary now. Yeah. But so I asked a few guys at the dealership who were, you know, in their fifties and older, like was the lost boy scary back then I said, I mean, it was definitely considered a thriller and scared younger kids and stuff like kids, but like teenagers and stuff like that. It is definitely not scary at all. Not even a little bit, but it also doesn't really fall into the campy range because you could tell like the scary moments they're not scary now, but they're also not quite campy because they're not bad. Yeah. I don't know really how to it's describe predictable. it. Predictable. Yeah. Like there's this instance where like, where you first really realize like Kiefer Southern and all the other vampires feed on this group of high school or sort of like college kids partying and it's super gory and gruesome. And it really does these up close on their fangs and their like morphed faces. And like, it's not scary at all. Not even a little bit, but it's also not campy. Like, taken to a context 87 like i bet this did give people nightmares you know yep. what i mean but like compared to what we have now it's nothing but no this is really good uh it's it's got you know, you got your romance it's kind of predictable and it feels it feels like a when i say disney i don't mean it in a bad way like a goosebumps uh or uh like a disney channel original movie kind of thing but like really good it just made me feel like a kid again Mm -hmm. the whole time i was watching it and i just i I loved it and Kiefer sutherland is great uh you got Corey feldman and uh whatever the other guy's name is who are tracking down these vampires like teenagers who want to hunt the vampires they're like don't know what they're doing like i don't know it had it had its horror elements it had its comedy elements it was just really good. Like, and the soundtrack is freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, I want the vinyl to this album ASAP. Like, I don't know. I had a great time. And Jason Patrick was great as a lead. And I don't know, man. I just, I just had a, a, a really good time. You should definitely watch this movie. I know I'm selling it poorly. No, I, because I don't want to spoil anything. Not that it's a really big spoiler, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It was really good. And Jason Patrick was great.
1: And I take your word for it. No need to spoil it. I yeah. will have it added to my list. And Alex um, Winters in this movie is a yeah. vampire
0: from uh Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Not not yes. Keanu Reeves, he's yeah. the other guy. Very strange. Uh excellent. you know, it was it was really yeah, you know, good 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 uh, good play on words there. Yeah, I really enjoyed The Lost Boys. Uh four and a half stars for me. Uh definitely gonna add that to a rotation every spooky season now. Uh even gonna try to get Abby to watch it, I think so the next one I'll watch is a modern 2023 recent release, um, Hulu original called no one will save you directed by Brian Duffield, who, um, is a writer for love and monsters and the babysitter insurgent underwater, which underwater with Kristen Stewart is fantastic. Lovecraftian Cthulhu kind of film. Definitely recommend that. I've heard the babysitter is pretty good too, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyway, Um, so no one will save you brief synopsis a home invasion no one saw coming a young woman who's been alienated from her community finds herself in a face off against a host of extraterrestrial beings who threatens her future while forcing her to deal with her past Uh, this is a Caitlin Deaver led film and she's really the only actress in it Um, there's a couple like small cameos from other people here and there that show up but no one speaks there's no dialogue in this whole film Uh, but man it's 93 minutes. It's the perfect amount of time. And like, unlike science, so this is an alien film. We we reviewed this trailer a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And I wasn't sure if it was a mixture of like home invasion meets supernatural, meets alien. You couldn't tell. This is one thousand percent science fiction, alien invasion. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm gotta be careful saying science fiction. Now I'm not fantasy yeah. after our whole thing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, we gotta have Alex on an episode when we talk about something super oh, sci-fi, just yeah. so we can get into a debate about that. Anyway, so no one will save you literally takes 20 minutes or so. And you already see the main alien and like it kicks off. Like there's no wasting time. And I totally respect that about this movie. Like yeah. you're 20 minutes in and all of a sudden we're already in a major standoff with an alien. And it looks just like the one from signs, like signs. You wait the whole movie for the buildup. To see it. Like you see, this is an alien stereotypical alien out the gate, but as the tension builds and, Things go on, like you get this girl's backstory un- unwoven in flashbacks as she's trying to, like, say, Hey, the aliens have invaded my farm, and nobody but everybody hates her in town. Yeah, because of this trauma that happened in her past and with her mom and her best friend who died, both had died. And um, as the aliens keep coming back every night, she keeps seeing that different people that are in her town are like, it's kind of like alien the throat like how they take over your body like with the chest bursters or whatever Yeah, they're in your throat and you can see and they're possessed by the aliens so yeah i remember that now yeah yeah people she goes to help they can't help her they're all coming after her now but as the film goes on you have your like regular walkie aliens that are two foot look like the ones from signs but then you also have these ones that crawl like spiders and like they get bigger and bigger like there's one she's walking down this road in the middle of the night like and this a this alien's like the size of like freaking uh, eight story building walking down the mist in the middle of the road. Kind of like the in Lord of the Rings, the first one where they're like photos on the road and it starts shrinking. It's like, get off the road. Cause the Nazgul <laughs> yeah. are coming. It was like kind of one of the totally felt like it took inspiration from that scene. Um, nice, but no, this is 1000% just an alien creature feature. And ca- it is all atmospheric tension, all almost one singular location in her farmhouse or outside of her farmhouse, a couple ventures into town, but the ending weird awesome. one it almost so i have it at four stars the end It the ending is so weird it's almost a three and a half or a four and a half i can't decide which way i want to go with it yeah um it reminded me of last night in soho ending a little bit okay um which i love that movie so much i haven't seen it you've never seen last night in soho no. Please watch that before Halloween. That would be a great random addition for you to watch. Abby. I'll try. And me and Mo watched that too. I saw it in theaters with Dawson and then me and Abby and Mo watched it together one night and she's kind of like our Sam when it comes to watching watching movies. But you got, you and Caitlin spoke, that's that's a 100%. Y'all will both like that movie. It's great. Okay. Anyway, uh, it kind of gives me that kind of ending vibes and the ending was just super weird. I totally did not see the ending coming at all. Okay. It was not a it was such a harsh like tone shift that didn't fit any other part of the movie. But Loki loved it, but also just because it didn't fit so well, like clashes with like, hey, this doesn't feel earned or warranted, but it was also so predictable. I don't know. It's like a lot of different emotions. So maybe a rewatch in the future will help me kind of iron it out. But I have it at four stars. No one will save you on Hulu. I really, really enjoyed it. I recommend watching it. And it's not scary. It's just an alien chase suspense jump. thriller yeah not a lot of jump scares it subverts you with jump scares you think there's going to be jump scares and then they don't well that's
1: most of the scares in the thinking there's going to be a jump scare yeah. i know and then there's not we don't
0: like that jonathan yeah well at least you don't have to jump it doesn't come it's the jump that never comes yeah so that's the end of what we've been watching um so let's jump into the news. we got quite a few news stories. Uh, some of them will breeze through. Some of them take some more time on. Uh, the first one, Disney Plus says that they may limit or terminate people's access to the service if they have committed password sharing once the rules against it are put in place, which is supposed to happen before the end of the year.
1: Yeah. Um, Iger has kind of come out and said this is happening. They're following suit with Netflix who recently uh, cut which down Which you on know that. Hulu's gonna Hulu is going to happen too because Disney owns. Yep. It will be... Um, it will follow suit as well. Um, I think this is going into effect in Canada in November, I think November 4th. Um, and it will hit widespread across the goal, the globe in uh, late 2024. So sorry, Canada, you're getting the ax first yeah I mean smart enough to do it to their American population yeah. first yeah
0: oh Canada uh, the password sharing thing I get why they're cracking down on it because it, goodness gracious I mean between Netflix Netflix alone said that the password sharing cost them like 28 million dollars mm-hmm. so I mean like that's a ton of money yeah and I'm sure Disney plus is a similar but I get it I don't love it obviously but I get it I
1: I mean if know, they're they're gonna pay writers and actors now they gotta, I guess they gotta recoup I guess those costs yep yeah, yeah
0: uh yeah next news story um and this is like one of my favorite news stories of the whole week so did you watch chicken run back in the day Absolutely. Everybody saw Chicken yeah. Run. right it was, was kind of like a staple it was like everybody's non-disney movie that they had seen uh like shrek chicken run those kind of things yeah uh well there's a new chicken run movie coming out feels very strange like who's asking for a chicken run i hadn't thought of chicken run at all i don't know since this you know what i associate with chicken run though jimmy neutron for some reason
1: the animation style?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but like Jimmy Neutron in claymation, like the
1: shape of their heads.
0: I don't know, but something about it just go they go hand in hand together. For I, I
1: I I see it. It's anyway, not, uh,
0: no. the Chicken Island of Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, is described as Wakanda for chickens. So this is from two different reviews that have said this. So there's an island in the new Chicken Run movie, Dawn of the Chicken, called Chicken Island, and it's apparently Wakanda for chickens. If they do a meta Wakanda and Chicken Run I'm gonna lose my mind yeah I think that's amazing marketing I can't wait I can't wait I had no desire to see this movie I'd seen a couple weeks ago this was coming out Um, just because too much time has passed I don't care about Chicken Run anymore yeah but this the Wakanda for chickens gets me excited I don't know why but it makes me horny
1: yeah wow horny for chickens horny Didn't for chickens that. baby uh, yeah I think you know Chicken Run was always like the um like if you liked it there was like it's almost like you're almost like a little bit more mature because you kind of saw through it because it, like 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 h- it was like it was like a it like pg
0: kid, but hard pg it was, it was a
1: kids movie for adults yes really in a lot of ways tonally um and some of the animation not anal, yeah. just tonally <laughs> so i i'm looking forward to uh yes down at the
0: nugget say am uh, what's the next new story we got
1: uh, next, we got uh, Ridley Scott's Napoleon. It's been announced will be released in 70 millimeter and IMAX formats, which is amazing. Um, you know, this is coming off the huge success of Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's great. Uh, Ridley Scott. I think. I mean, you yeah, got 300 um, Alien, freaking so many more um really scott is a director's director yes thinks of everything in the frame type of thing and that's that's made for imax which brings me on to my next uh point is um most recently uh dennis villanueva you know dune director um also has done sicario arrival um just Visionary. Amazing visionary. Amazing visionary. Uh he calls IMAX releases the future of cinema. Which
0: is a funny statement to say. No, I don't disagree. I'm just saying it's no, funny fl-
1: because IMAX has been around forever. I well, I had the same, I had the same reaction reading the headline, but doing a little reading. Whenever he kind of explains it, he's talking about the huge success that something like Oppenheimer had. Um, you know, he makes the point is like you're watching a three hour movie about people explain the physics like nuclear physics and The only reason you're doing that is because because of how it's being shot in these larger formats, because of all the thought that's going into it, and the fact that, you know, overall, what it comes down to is the viewer wants to be able to see something that they're not able to see at home. Um, It's about the experience, and overall, IMAX is you know, the most in-depth experience you can have. What do you think about that?
0: Um I agree. Okay. I I I wish we had an IMAX in Paducah. We do not. We have to drive two hours either direction to find an IMAX, yeah. but Oppenheimer is one of my all-time favorite IMAX experiences. I Napoleon is definitely the type of movie that I will I mean Insane would do too. Those are definitely IMAX viewing things. The future of cinema, sure. However, our theaters down here are so behind anyway. Yeah. I just want an XD H D X theater. Give me Dolby,
1: like a, a Dolby I just, I just, Yeah, like Just something room. more than what we have. So before um, we jump into
0: IMAX, just update our theater.
1: Yeah, Napoleon on IMAX, you get those those battle scenes, like that is you're gonna feel like you're in the middle of a battlefield with that. Um so why don't you take us on to our next topic? Because this feels more up your alley than mine. Your bush over there? Yeah. <laughs> two things
0: yes one it shook a minute ago it's the wind no it
1: shook a, it's ago. a cat. it can and be a cat over there I, who
0: knows 1000% turned around and saw Oscar the Grouch
1: oh well, it's Freddy
0: second ago yeah second ago I second look back again did a double take did you ever watch last year on Disney Plus uh not a monster werewolf at night werewolf no at night? I didn't so you're introduced to the man thing yeah man thing just wigging me out and then the moon disappeared. Truman Show level stuff. I'm having a time. I mean, it's just moving up. No, it's moon's gone. moving. It's right there. A comet hit it the other night. Did you see this? No. Twitter thing? It A big enough, or an asteroid. Something big enough to hit the moon flashed in a telescope. You could see wow. it crashing to the moon. Aliens, bro. Uh, listen, so we have three Saul stories back to back to back. That's yeah. how you know cinema's back because not only is Saul doing well, but it's taking over <laughs> the news. So Saul 10, up. the 10th, we're to the 10th and Saw movie. And the last one we had was Spiral with Chris Rock, which was freaking awful. Yeah. I wanted to like it, and it was bad. I hated every second of it. Anyway, who? but why would you cast Chris Rock in a freaking Saw movie? It's a terrible choice to begin I don't with. Know. I like Chris Rock, but it's just a weird choice. Anyway, but Saw 10 is now the highest rated film of all the Saw franchises on, or all the films in the Saw franchise on Rotten Tomatoes that's pretty high praise because those first couple were like pretty, pretty revered. So, but yeah, Saul 10 is at the highest on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and one of the other weird stories that goes hand in hand with this is Charlie Clouser is now the first American composer to score 10 films in the same franchise with Saul 10. He knocked out our boy, John Williams, uh previous record of nine consecutive scores for Star Wars. Um, I didn't really notice and saw had much uh, composition to it.
1: I mean his name is attached in that title any for of the 10 days I guess
0: that's the first question
1: I've seen clips I don't I don't
0: the big clip from this one is the eyeball one yeah don't like that I don't no. like eyes well I mean I love my eyes don't but like, I like people messing with I don't eyes like any, I don't like people messing you're with my like, eyes I don't like you like Caitlin
1: me. like get eye drops like oh yeah you gotta, you gotta hold, hold her me down. down bro
0: yeah. I like when they do those puffs in my eyes <laughs> I can't sit still. I know it's coming and then I know what happens if I don't. They have to put this little pressure thermometer on my eye. Yeah. Just tell me I have glaucoma and move on. Give me the <laughs> give me the medicinal and I'll have, even if I don't, it'd be fine. And yeah. Whatever. Anyway, uh, last news story when it comes to Saul is the LAPD were called out to Saul 10's editor's home after neighbors hear sounds of torture. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: the director of uh, Saul 10 had said one of his editors uh, had to call in because apparently, you know, these people are working. They're gonna work, you know, at home where they can be most convenient. And the dude's just, uh, you know, doing his job, man. Um, gets knock on the door. It's the police. Uh, we'll know knock, if knock, he's knock. got. It's the sound you know, of the police. Yeah. How uh, old do you
0: think this guy is? Forty-three.
1: Sixty-one. Oh my god.
0: Well, no. Jeans, Good for him, baby. man. How do uh, you think? How old do you think she is?
1: Oh, that's seventy.
0: Eighty-four okay it's his mom wow yeah anyway sorry random thing there sure yeah. how loud you got to be having it for the neighbors to hear the torture though
1: when, Maybe I, it's effective what a
0: great way to actually get away what with torturing code, somebody up, i know hollywood elites man you got to watch them probably are torturing <laughs> people getting their adrenochrome um listen you know what's torture for me uh this next news story uh, why is it torture I don't like this new wave of cinema. Beyonce's Renaissance Tour concert film is eyeing to release in theaters on December 1st. Why are we getting Taylor Swift tour taking up theater space? And now we're getting Beyonce film taking up the theater I mean, space. Not only is Taylor Swift getting theater space, she's getting IMAX theater space. Beyonce is now going to take up time and need Beyonce theaters or IMAX theater space. This is silly. Or as my daughter would say, this is silly, Willie. <laughs>
1: and I don't like it. I think overall, um, it's just a trend. Um,
0: I you think, think U two is gonna do it because they kicked off their tour at the Sphere No, in Because Las Vegas. they got the
1: Sphere and they're gonna make a crap ton of money with that. Um, Wait, is it
0: that are they having a residency there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I just
1: saw him play a show there. No, they're going to be doing shows now. I think they're one of the only, one of the few that are uh, doing it there. Do people right like now. you too that much?
0: Uh, I think there's a... They got like four or five songs I like and the rest of them I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I know yeah, Bonham's voice. I think they but, have a
1: broad spectrum of uh, age group of people really? that really listen to them, I think. Yeah.
0: Are you a YouTube guy? Nah, nah. Do you I'm know any YouTube people? Because I don't know
1: any YouTube. I don't people. know. I've known a few, but they're well. Like, I know people that like passively musical. like a few songs, but like you're going for the experience. You're going like anyone would go listen to like the Who or I don't know some other type of band like that. Some like I'd want to go see Dream Theater or something in the sphere
0: of that That would be wild.
1: Yeah, it, I think there will probably be scenarios where bands. I mean, like Radiohead. There, bro. I don't
0: like Radiohead either. Okay, and it's Fine. people that are or I like, a, they cold, are or like a cold or like a Coldplay. I don't like Coldplay either.
1: I mean... And it was all
0: yellow. It's absolutely absolute banger. I mean, they have some okay songs. <laughs> same thing with YouTube. Same thing with Radiohead. Actually, I don't like any Radiohead songs. I don't like any Bush songs, literally, really. I don't like any live songs. And I've seen live and Bush live. No pun intended. Okay. Neither were great. Lightning's crashing. Dolphins milking. No. Well...
1: Point being, if you haven't seen the videos of the YouTube concert,
0: yeah, that's where we're gonna watch it. It's pretty
1: neat, absolutely insane. When the fl- when the little numbers drop down, oh, dude, was wild. Whenever you think you're actually in a square, when you're really in a circle, bro, impressive. Um, I overall though with the movie trend, I think it'll it'll come and go. Yeah, um, I don't
0: want us to go seeing concerts at theater. Where I don't I think go I don't think every
1: show. I don't think every big uh, music stars, um. Tour to is going be to be events. It used to yeah. be like
0: fathom events. Now it's like oh, we're putting them in theater theaters.
1: Yeah, I mean, most recently, uh, stop making sense. One of the that's like a documentary though. But that's what these are. It's a documentary of the I didn't tour. Think Beyonce's.
0: They're and not just
1: Taylor Swift. Were, I thought they were just literally Taylor Swift is a doc documentary like style concert. Like they still show it's songs. The whole No, it's the whole twenty seven songs. Recorded
0: live, that's I what thought it Taylor, was. A, maybe it has some behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. in it, but it's also all 27 songs okay. live, film, concert footage. All right, Well and that's what I thought, and that's and the runtime equates to about 27 Taylor Swift songs. Wow!
1: So if there is behind-the-scenes yeah. stuff, it's maybe 10 Brief. minutes. It's her getting pushed in a garbage can from the backstage to stage front, whatever. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think huh. t- and the way I read it, Beyonce, it's her whole show too, and it's about the same amount of time. So I don't know. It's weird to me. Um, you know what's also weird to me and semi-depressing? Mattel CEO Wynton Krees, which is no, who? No wonder he. This is it. What a name. Daniel Kaluuya's Barney uh, movie is fun. Quote: fun, entertaining, and culturally oriented. Quote: It will be. It will not be an odd movie. Part of the reason I was so excited for a Barney reboot by Daniel Kaluuya is because it was going to be an odd movie. I kind of feel like this is a fake out.
1: I don't. I mean, I it's no, nothing sliver, a sliver of a fake out. No. Not not like full tilt like we got you, but I do think there it, there can be some kind of element of I mean, you don't you don't cast Daniel Kaluuya and have, you know, the success that Mattel had with Barbie. And yeah, I didn't not think they were gonna it, be like
0: us for no. Barney. Now that would be cool
1: as shit. Or, or like Winnie the Pooh blood and honey no, type of weird. I was
0: expecting some like weird like not hallucinogenic because it's Barney but like. What was that movie you
1: watched recently Barbie, with Howard Norton? Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, Death to Smoochie? Yeah. No, not Death to Smoochie because <laughs> literally Smoochie gets in front of a Nazi flag yeah. and does a Nazi scene. I don't know that one. You gotta. You should watch Death to Smoochie too. I'll try. But um, no, I what don't know. Barbie? I'm just kind of bummed. And maybe it is a fake out but the fact that I don't know something about the CEO of Mattel because some of the stuff he tried to like force down in the throat of Barbie which makes only, me a little nervous which
1: only didn't happen because you know Margot Robbie basically put her foot down on ironically no
0: offense to Daniel Kaluuya he's not Margot Robbie yeah yeah so, and she, she's
1: just like it, we're gonna do it this way you're gonna put this honestly, much money into it he's and, not Greta Gerwig
0: yeah now his films I like more than Greta Gerwig. he Gerwig's. directing it? yeah he's directing it too oh okay he's a director he's and starring star. in it no okay He's not Greta Gerwig either. Yeah. His films are, I arguably like them better and I think they're in a different way. They're both the same high quality but different way. You know, I I don't know. But Greta Gerwig has way more commercial success and is a broad, as a household name. Yeah. Where prove, proven Kalu- name. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Kaluuya is not so much. Um so I guess I get the caution, but I don't know. It makes me a little nervous because I was really excited for it to be kind of a weird zany film, but I guess we'll see. Uh, we're speculating, much like fans are speculating, uh, Taylor Swift will play Dazzler in Deadpool 3 after her most recent Sunday Night Football appearance with Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, and Hugh Jackman. But yes, this will be Ryan Reynolds and if you
1: uh, If you haven't seen the news, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey apparently dating, whatever, she was at no, the No, they're most... not apparently dating. Well, yeah, whatever. They are. Earthen, baby. Uh, she was at Sunday Night Football this past Sunday for the Jets Chief game and she was in a box with none other than Blake Lively, uh, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh, Jack Hugh Jackman, Jackman. Um, It was actually rumored I think back in September of 2022 um, that Taylor Swift could be casted for this role. I forget the exact details of it because uh, it's been a minute but um, but yeah this, this mutant um, Mutant Yep, Dazzler is a mutant, apparently. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. I thought you were just calling Taylor Swift a mutant. She's a mutant. Uh, like, Oh boy, Swifties are going to find our podcast and cancel us immediately.
1: Please do. Uh, <laughs> I think overall, she... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and so, yeah, it would, be, it would be interesting. Something to look out for. I don't know for. what Dazzler does. I have no idea either. I imagine she sparkles. I'm going to find out. I imagine probably like a spin, like uh, some kind of take on... Uh, Oh Star, Star Girl or whatever from uh the boys. What was her name?
0: Starlight? Yeah. Starlight, yeah. Looks very similar to that. Yeah. There's the comic book cover. Yeah. Yeah, very you you right on with Starlight. She um ability to convert sound into light in various forms of intensity. Light energy. Yep, Starlight. 100%. Yeah. Light projection, ultraviolet light, sound release, echolocation, light shield, light beam, polarizing eyes. She's also a trained singer, actress, and dancer. Yeah, Honestly, highly skilled athlete, can hand fighter, and an accomplished roller skater.
1: Honestly, I don't, I don't care. Let Taylor no, no, Swift either. be. Fine. You know, a maybe Deadpool.
0: she'll get pushed in front of a car again. Yes, maybe she'll get the Brad Pitt treatment of the Invisible Man who hit the electric wires. You find out it's Brad Pitt. It's great times. Awesome. Yeah. Um, speaking so you know, of which, Hugh Jackman and his wife got divorced, Deborah Reynolds yeah. or whatever, after like twenty six years of being married together. Really it's crazy. Um Speaking of Marvel. Uh, they're beginning to meet with writers to hear pitches for their X-Men movie. First MCU edition to X-Men. Uh, it gets me very excited because the X-Men are going to be a fun addition. I hope it's hard. PG 13 or rated R, uh, X-Men would be better off. I'm sure it's gonna be PG 13, but, um, I guess we'll see how Deadpool three does with Wolverine. That. But, um, yeah. Also kind of sad. Cause that'll be the definitive end of Hugh Jackman, uh, and Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. Like whenever this new X-Men films comes out, we're done. Yeah. With the it's a passing of the torch, and it's bittersweet for me. But I am excited. I'm excited finally, about it. I, I am, but I it's just nostalgic, I guess. Yeah, um, I'm glad we're getting our one last hoorah with Hugh Jackman, at least with Ryan Reynolds. I feel like Logan was a great way to end it. I, great it was, way to end it. But if it was he was ever going to come back, it's so perfect with Deadpool three. Yeah, so I excited. Agree. And we never got to see him as an iconic suit. So now, and I feel it's going to be tongue in cheek, which is even better. Get to see him in the yellow. Yeah. black. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so they're making a fi- they officially officially announced the X Men film and they're getting the writers blocked together. So I'm excited for that. Uh what I'm also excited for, and I hope it's another trend to go with Marvel, the Marvels has a runtime of an hour and forty five minutes, the shortest MCU movie ever. Yeah. Uh Marvel needs to do more of this. Uh I don't think they had a choice. Yeah, case by case, obviously you got your like Secret Wars should be probably Two three and hour, hour and movies, half. right? No, or yeah, two two and a half hour movies, yeah. like because Infinity War and Endgame were a great one and two punch, and both of them yeah. were phenomenal. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home another example of a good pin up like a, a culmination of events making a long movie. But Miss the Marvels does not need to be that. This could probably actually still lose fifteen minutes and be an hour and thirty, and probably be perfect. I haven't seen it, but I'm glad Marvel's shortening their films. They needed to. Yeah, but um, what is that? What does need to be shortened? Michael Gambon's life.
1: Oh, man.
0: He died. Sadly passed away at age 82. Yeah. Wands up, baby. I was not expecting that transition. Our Dumbledore, our sweet prince has died. Uh, I am also way bigger fan of Michael Gambon than I was of the original Dumbledore. I can't believe his name. Richard something. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was a better actor, brought more charisma, which apparently if you read the books, he didn't need that, but. Yeah, no. I thought Michael Gambon was great as Dumbledore. So um, that's a, a lot of the uh, Harry Potter cast has died now. Yeah. So if I'm, you know, Radcliffe, Grant and Watson, I'm like, oof. Just Reaper's don't, coming, just knocking don't for get me.
1: old. Alan, Rickman wasn't,
0: Alan Ra- Rickman wasn't that
1: old. I don't know, but Ralph Fiennes, he's yeah. get up there.
0: Yeah, And the rat catcher, I mean, he's probably
1: punched. Uh, his- you should see him. He plays like Ronald Dahl, basically. Yeah. He plays the narrator. And he looks really old. Yeah. Kind of sad. He is kind of old.
0: So, so anyway, So yeah, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Um, Thursday, we'll be dumping into our three films in review, which is uh nightmare on Elm street, nightmare alley and Donnie Darko. Not sure what order will review, no topic or two, because we're going to be discussing three films. Uh, so I mean, if we get into the weeds on something cool, but as a whole, no talk, to- no scheduled topic or two, we're just going to talk about the films and, um, how they hold up and what our thoughts are on them. Um, uh, I don't have any closing thoughts to you.
1: Just get into some scary movies, man.
0: All right. Uh, so if you haven't watched uh nightmare alley or nightmare on Elm street or Donnie Darko, uh, go ahead and give them a watch because Thursday we'll be bringing our reviews of those. So, um, if you like what you've been listening to in the meantime, leave us five stars, uh, subscribe, listen, like share, uh, you know, do whatever you need to do because we're here for you and we're excited that you're listening to us and we're tickling your eardrums and, um, yeah, just, love us we'll love you back we seek your approval yes we are desperate for your approval like a ear, ear uh, we got to talk about cock rings today at work and uh <laughs> someone said they should make a q-tip with a vibrating end because you know how like orgasmic it is sometimes i'll clean your ears with a q-tip yeah do you do you q-tip clean your ears
1: yes of course yeah same
0: uh they said if you got like a vibrating cock ring for your ear for a q-tip Hate that change your life okay so uh, anyway so this has been your uh, one stop chaotic shot for all things in the world of cinema none more than just at the ending uh, <laughs> I'm your host Jonathan McCord to my beautiful co-host JP Payton and we'll see you next uh, actually Thursday for our interview portion so bye see ya